The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be streamed live. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new, still kind of quarantined. More quarantined. More, yeah, <laughs> lockdown. But now we got new leadership edition of Critical and Thinking Podcast. Ty Barnett. Ian Harris. And uh, and we have a guest today. Uh, so I'm going to let... I'm going to let our guest introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself um, because I want to, we wanted to bring in a, somebody who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to uh, infectious diseases, the vaccine, COVID, all this sort of stuff. So we brought in an actual doctor and Republicans, uh, people who, who listen to Jill Biden is a doctor. It's a different kind. Uh, yes, medical doctors aren't the only people that use doctor before their name. But he is an actual, what you would call an actual doctor, not just a PhD or have a doctorate. So you can listen. Uh, we're appealing to authority here. Uh, Dan, please introduce yourself and tell everybody uh, what, what you do and who you are. Yeah, my name is Dr. Dan Ketterer. I'm an infectious disease physician in Atlanta, Georgia, um, board certified in infectious diseases and internal medicine. Um, also, I've been writing sketch comedy for 20 years. Uh, but anyway, my passions are HIV, LGBTQ plus healthcare, uh, and the discrepancies in uh, those groups, and uh, general infectious disease, improving uh, hand hygiene, uh, antibiotic stewardship, medical ethics, all over the place. But um, I'm here today to talk to you guys about uh, SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19, the vaccine, and why you should get it immediately. Perfect. Well, so uh, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, Ian. No, no. no I was going to say, no, go ahead. No, no, I wasn't saying anything. Go ahead. Go for it. Honestly, go ahead. Oh, so I was going to say, Dan, um, it, uh, first of all, thanks for being on the show. And, and, and what I like about the, the guest that Ian helps get, get us on, on the show is that, um, we don't really, even though we're comedians and, and a lot of people think that just because we're comedians, we're going to always do something based in humor, which eventually we will go back to that at some point Good. In, in this podcast. I'll help. But, <laughs> but the thing that that uh, that I like about having guests like you on is that you you can give us some insight. Like we've had a cop on to talk about racial injustice. We've had um, we've had other guests on that talked about things that were specific to a field. We've had religious specialists on, you know. So for you to be on the show, first of all, we're honored, and we 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 hype this up to tell people that like yo. There has been this huge campaign against uh, uh, the truth, real information, scientists, doctors, experts, and all that. So having you on, the first thing I want to know is because I posted something the other day and and it was uh, because there's a huge... suspicion in the black community about this this vaccine and should we take it and all that stuff and they say well you notice they only show pictures of black people getting the vaccine because they wanted us to be their guinea pigs now taking out the tuskegee experiments and all that i I get why the suspicion is there with this country let me ask you one do you see mostly black people getting this vaccine that's one part of the question and secondly why do you think that there is still that stigma that goes with it, even though this virus affects so many other people? Well, I think I can answer this question rather than with words, but rather, I'd rather show you something else. 
Do you see that Band-Aid right there? Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. I got the vaccine an hour and a half ago. And hold up, hold up. That we can't even trust you anymore because now Bill Gates must be controlling your mind. He sure is. He sure okay. is. <laughs> Good. Yes. And I don't know if you know this, but Microsoft Office 365 subscriptions make the perfect stocking stuffer for oh, okay. your preteens. That's right. Good. To That's know. right. They need that one year office subscription. People also don't know Dan was black before he got the vaccine. Oh, it so. turned him white? That's yeah. right. It, it got, I, got, I got Michael Jackson disease from, from the vaccine. <laughs> no, I mean, so oh, that, that's an extremely complex question. And in my field in infectious diseases, I, when I get new patients, I tell them right from the beginning, a big part of what we do as infectious disease doctors is prevention. It's keeping you from coming to see me. And in my field where I take care of a lot of folks with HIV who are immunocompromised or at higher risk of immunocompromised, vaccines are one of the biggest tools in my arsenal. And getting people and taking the time to explain to them how vaccinations help them and also taking the time to dispel the myths with each and every person is incredibly important. So a lot of the myths and uh, misinformation exists, I think, because we as the medical community haven't done a good job sitting down with patients and really asking them what are your concerns and what are your fears about the vaccine and then working with them rather than just being condescending or paternalistic and say, you must get this vaccine. So, I mean, there, there is there is in the African-American community, there is a history of poor treatment by the medical community. Um, regarding yeah. the Tuskegee experiment specifically, I actually want to uh, shout out a, another podcast um, that I recommend every single person listen to. And it's a podcast called You're Wrong About. And they did a two-part series on the Tuskegee experiments. And there was a lot of misinformation I didn't even know <laughs> um, about the Tuskegee experiments. We all sort of have a, a broad generalization about the Tuskegee experiments, but they did a very good multi-hour deep dive into it. And in the mm-hmm. end, you feel much more, it, it's, it's a much more complicated issue. Uh, and this is not to defend the people who are part of of running the study. No. I mean, what they did was indefensible. Um, but go and listen to the podcast. I think being educated on these topics uh, really kind of helps you process it a lot. And so the, the other thing you're, you're saying is Black people are being targeted for the vaccine. Uh, I, I don't think that's necessarily true. So there is a plan for no, no, wait, wait. Let me, let me clarify that. I, yeah. Let me clarify that. He doesn't I, think I, that. I'm He's saying, saying black people are saying being that. targeted. I'm saying bl- there are certain black people that feel people are being targeted for the vaccine, which is why you're having this apprehension in the black community about being like they don't want to be in phase one. They don't want, they don't, because in their minds, they're like, they, they think about the Tuskegee experiments like, oh, so you guys want to go ahead and microchip us or vac- vaccinate us. And, you know, it, <laughs> so there's this huge distrust for this. And, uh, and that's why I was asking you is like, why do you think, you know, that, I mean, and that's why I asked you what, how do we reverse that, that thought process? Now, 
that was to explain that, but but this question from Corey will actually help. Hopefully, it'll help you piggyback to you, your answer on that. He really, says, really, uh, really, really, really quick tie before I was going to read Corey's question. Before, before, oh, go ahead, go ahead. before I read Corey's question, I want it, um, and then I'll, we'll, we'll let Dan give his his actual is the uh, more probably uh, <clears throat> factual answer. But I do want to point out what, what Corey's about to ask here is about the length of, of the vaccine, because there isn't, there is some trepidation among people because they're saying, Oh, we rushed this through. And I get it on the, on one side, it's become political again. So on one side, you got Trump going operation warp speed. We did a vaccine faster than it's humanly possible. And we have Trump saying, forget the process just to prove it. And people are going, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. But on the other hand, you have people saying, no, we, we went through phase three trials. We did all this sort of, we did everything we're supposed to do normally. Nothing was super rushed. We, we, the global community came together and worked really hard to come up with a vaccine. And we did things, but it wasn't it, faster maybe than normal, but it still isn't out to the public. Operation Warp Speed was to get it to and every arm by January. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but this idea that was rushed. So Corey asked, how long does it take to safely develop a vaccine, which I'm sure changes depending on the vaccine and the research and what we already know, what we've already been working on. Um, Do we already have vaccines for similar diseases, other versions of SARS, other versions of the flu? So is it going to be easier to piggyback on that? There's a lots of different things, but I think, I think the underlying concern here is that we rush something through and liberals are probably going, Ooh, Trump had his hands in it. I'm not. I'm. A, he, I'm. I'm afraid. And the conspiracy people, right? He didn't. And the conspiracy people are going. No, it went too fast. This is all bullshit. They must have had the vaccine all all along. So, yeah. roughly, how long does it take to develop to safely develop a vaccine? If that's an answerable question. Okay. So, this vaccine has been shown in the phase three trials, which had. I want to remind everyone between the the Pfizer and Moderna trials, we had over seventy thousand people participating in this vaccine that completed the series and we don't just stop following them once they get the vaccine we continue to follow them even after the 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 vaccine which was released under an eua we are continuing to follow every single person that gets this vaccine and monitor them for safety and symptoms and in the pfizer and moderna trials we have of those participants i mentioned most of them are now over two months out from their vaccine. And when you go and look at the two month data, what do you find in that group, that massive group, they did not have any serious uh, allergic reactions. Adverse events were very similar or comparable to what you would get with a flu vaccination or a meningococcal vaccination, uh, which are routinely used. To say that the vaccine was rushed is absolutely false from a standpoint that safety was compromised. Safety was never compromised in the development of this vaccine. This vaccine was developed faster than most vaccines because of two things. One, this virus has shut down the world. (laughs) Not just that, it has caused tremendous amounts of death and prolonged illness in people. For that reason, getting a vaccine widespread was of the topmost priority. In addition, 
the vaccine is not going to, once you get the vaccine, you're still going to have to wear a mask. You're still going to have to socially distance. The good news is the vaccine is, is there to complement the protection that you get from doing those measures. An mRNA vaccine like the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines that were just developed, that platform can be developed very, very, very quickly. So the SARS-CoV-2 virus was sequenced. So we got its genetic code very, 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 very quickly after the first cases in Wuhan. Once you have the genetic code of the virus, you can then uh, sequence it and then use that to develop a vaccine or an mRNA vaccine in this case against a target of the virus, the spike glycoprotein. And because the fact that we can make the, the vaccine so quickly, there isn't a lot of dev time like there is for conventional vaccines like a polysaccharide vaccine or a protein-based vaccine. So there was a tremendous need to rapidly get a vaccine widely available. But I also want to emphasize, and uh, Ian is going to link you at the end to a a talk I gave yesterday to other doctors in our hospital grand rounds on vaccine safety, as well as dispelling many of the myths regarding the vaccine. Uh, this was an hour long talk and not something I'll go I'm going to be able to get into in full detail during this uh, conversation, but you'll have the link there. It's a public video. Uh, I also talk about treatment. The second half of the talk is about vaccination, but just because the vaccine was developed quickly, Safety was not compromised in the development of this. The phase three data was of a, it was of a compressed but similar length and a similar focus on safety. And keep in mind, folks like me who got the vaccine today, we are part of this initial group. We are going to continue to be followed for safety and side effects. And, and it, can I also point out too that, I mean, you can look up each, each vaccine is different when people talk about um, you know, allergic reactions. I know some people, I have a friend who swears that she's, that her allergic, she had an allergic reaction to the flu vaccine and now she can't eat certain foods and do certain things. That's not how allergies work uh, in, in this case. But the certain other vaccines that are similar, some vaccines have a higher rate of, of, of allergic reaction. Um, ones like this, uh, from, from what I'm looking at is, is as far as uh, CDC website, there is the uh, National Institute of uh, Health, NCBI. Yeah, they. You look. It's on average. It's like point zero 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 two percent. That's like two per ten so, million people get. And that 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 allergic reaction is mild. The severe right. allergic reaction, it's it's one in millions of people right. have a severe allergic reaction, and it's usually to like something else. Like if they have egg in, or something else in the vaccine that you have. Right. This, va this vaccine does not contain egg, by the way. I think right. that's important, important to say. And even if you have an egg allergy, you can still get a flu shot because there are egg free flu shots now. So right. this, this is why it's really important to dispel a lot of these myths. And, um, and, and, and the other thing is that, you know, you have this other idea. I want, I want to point this out there. Just maybe it, it, it's going to be laughable to everybody out there. But the fact that a friend of mine that I know personally that I didn't think was a moron said this, and he's not watching, which is fine. 
if he listens, sorry, bro, I'm not gonna mention your name. But my friend posted this as like, a, he posted his own thought. And I thought to myself, wow, there's too many dumb statements in one. But this is, some, and I saw 30 people share it. He said, if you wanna look at something like this, if you wanna look at stu stupidity, look at your friends who are depriving themselves of oxygen so that they can avoid a virus that they plan on injecting themselves with later. Yeah. So and, and it's like, first off, you're not you're not depriving yourself of oxygen by wearing a mask. I mean, not any any, right. any severe levels, but you are not injecting yourself with a virus, even though there are no. there are there are some vaccines that use parts of the virus or whatever yeah. to build immunity. That's not the case in this case, and even if that was the case, it's not the same as injecting yourself in the virus. Is that correct? Yeah, that is absolutely correct. So we went over a lot of things there and I want to kind of hit the salient points of each of them. So regarding allergic reactions, and there has been a lot of buzz about the two allergic reactions in the UK and one in Alaska. Allergic reactions are treatable. We can give you treatment for that. Severe COVID we don't have effective treatments for severe COVID if you're on a ventilator or on, or on ECMO other than dexamethasone right now. Um, one highlight of this pandemic has been repurposing medications for coronavirus like hydroxychloroquine, repurposing existing medications often does not work. And unfortunately, when you're dealing with a brand new disease like SARS-CoV-2, you don't have that advantage of having a treatment in the works. So we should be skeptical and expect existing medications that are used for other diseases to have little to no effect. So regarding the fear of the extremely rare event of an allergic reaction, like jumping in the ocean and getting struck by lightning and bit by a shark at the same time, probabilities, even if you do, even if you are unfortunate enough to get an allergic reaction, it's treatable. Now, when I got my vaccine today, after I got my shot, I was told, sit in a chair over there for 15 minutes, and we're going to be observing you to see if you have an allergic reaction to the vaccine. That is the protocol. Every step of this vaccine was developed with safety, efficacy in mind. And that includes after you get the shot. The safety does not end in all the research up to it. It includes after it okay. and making sure people get their second dose. I cannot stress that enough. Well, can I, uh, a couple so, things, by the way, I put up, I put up um, Dan's, I will put up the video. Uh, I put up Dan's website, which, um, which you can go to. He's, he, he, uh, describe, he, he dispels a lot of the stuff. He, he does it in very simple terms. Uh, that is in the comments. We'll also put it on the page later. Um, so I've got a few comments here that I, one's a question and then here, a couple here, of comments that I got to say. Uh, okay. No, I'll say what I'd say after that, but uh, I was going to address these comments too. Um, I want to address Leon and then also, also luckily yeah. we, we have, we have the, uh, you might know her because you're in the skeptic world as well. Uh, Yvette, who is the Psy babe. Yeah, she's a good friend and she's been on our show a couple of times. She's in the comments. I got to read her comment. But, but I got to go back to one J.E. asked a little bit earlier. He wanted to know how long does it take to safe? No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, will the vaccine efficiency decrease if the virus continues mutating? You know so 
Yeah, we, it, it's still too early to tell from what I've gathered, and this isn't broadly published data yet. The vaccine has broad efficacy versus the different strains of the virus. And this is something that's really important. I, need, I needed a highlight on something else I didn't get a chance to on the last part. The vaccine, the mRNA vaccines, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines that will be available here in the United States, they do not contain the completed virus whatsoever. What it is, is a, a, a essentially, if you remember back to biology, mRNA, uh, it's a template used to make proteins. And the proteins in this case are being made inside your cell, not in the nucleus. This, vi this vaccine does not incorporate with your DNA. None of the vaccines incorporate with your DNA. So let's put that to bed. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen that one, by the way. Someone says, now you're injecting yourself with animal DNA. Continue. Go ahead. Right. I know. It's I know. I know. I know. knowing, knowing, understanding how the virus, how the vaccines work, watching my YouTube talk will put so many of your fears to bed and will also help you arm you to help address questions that you get from your friends and family that may have doubts about the vaccine. So it is 100% impossible to get COVID from the vaccine. It's impossible. I cannot stress, stress this enough. So, and, uh-huh. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, please. Don't finish sentence. Yeah, so you can't get COVID. What the vaccine is doing is it's teaching your cells to make a small piece of the virus but a piece in itself that does nothing. What that piece does is it is a way for your immune system to recognize the virus so that if you are actually infected with the real virus, it then says, oh, I've seen this before. And at this point, you already have an enormous amount of immune cells that have been developed and have been essentially in hibernation, ready to go so that you can combat the disease immediately. And this is worth pointing out that in the Moderna and Pfizer vaccine trials, in the Moderna group, which had over 35,000 people in it, they had no cases of severe COVID. In the Pfizer group, they had one case of severe COVID in the entire vaccine arm. So to put that in perspective, we have over 70,000 people in the study of which half got the vaccine and half got placebo or saline. And in that vaccine group, so over 35,000 people, one, one case of severe COVID. And that has been the message we need to tell people is that while there have been cases of coronavirus, and this is again, why you'll still need to wear a mask after you get the vaccine, um, none of them were severe. Or what one one severe case in the phase three data? Now, <laughs> so, you, you, I want I want to read. Do you want to read? Uh, I, I put them all together. I've been keeping a little thing over here. Uh, come on, Leon, Leon's, Leon's statement. Comment. Yeah, Leon's comment. So first of all, and 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 I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if Leon is in any way, shape, or form a scientist, an epidemiologist, a doctor, or anything in in anything like that. So. His question, his first initial comment here, help us out in understanding this, uh, going back to what you said about no safety was compromised in this, even though people say it was rushed. He says uh, safety is always compromised when something is rushed and doesn't follow the scientific routine. 
Come on now. Now again, I, I don't know what follow the scientific about. routine. See, but that, this is why this is why I started it with. I don't know if Leon is a scientist, or I don't know what, what routine he's he's talking about yeah. that you should follow. So please address that again. And then he used the the analogy of when you drive a car faster than the speed limit during bad weather, safety is compromised. Stop it with the insane res- resolve that rushing this vaccine was done safely. Shaking. And then he says, "Why do people disagree with your agenda pushers?" have to be inside red morons. This whole damn Zoom is stupid. I don't know what inside red morons is, but... Um, why, are you guys, why are you guys paying attention to these comments? No, 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 no. But, but, but there's, there's a reason why. Let me tell you specifically why I think this... And, and we wanted people to come in and comment on this. Because, and this is what I was going to say earlier, uh, and, and I actually wrote you this question earlier, and one of the questions I was going to ask you, Dan, is that what I'm finding now is People have an issue with mask. They'll, they'll tell you some dumb shit like you're losing oxygen. They have an issue with social distancing. Oh, I can't hug my grandma for a few weeks. Uh, they have an issue with not going to the restaurants, the bars. Uh, and any, they have an issue with all of that. And they have a suspicion of the vaccine. Now, they have an issue with all of those things, the mandates. They have the issue with the vaccine that's available now. But they still want the country opened. They still want everything open. Give right. me my bars back. Give me my mom, my, my hugging my grandma back. Give me the bars back. So right. when these types of people comment, it's important because I want to understand how it is you don't believe in masks. You don't believe in social distancing. You don't believe in the hand washing. You don't believe in any of that. And you don't believe in the vaccine. But yeah. you don't have any kind of fucking degrees. And, so- and, and, and also, also these people, unfortunately, social media... We look at, you know, speaking of you, we see people with YouTube videos. Here's a plumber in Wisconsin who tells you what, 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 why to be weary of the vaccine. But where of the, and you're like, wait a second, people are influential. And, and, and the fact is that when, when, when 20 of your friends on social media are saying, saying this, even the people who are kind of, eh, on the, they go, well, was it rushed? I heard it was rushed somewhere. I saw a news story. People read headlines and it may say, the headline may say, was it rushed? And then you read and the, the story says, no, it wasn't. But they walk away going, I saw somewhere in a news story that it was rushed. So guys like this are walking around telling however many followers he has, it was rushed, it was rushed. So my thought is like, yeah, he's, he's, he's off, off the fucking nut. But there's yeah. somebody out there who, who, who is riding the fence and we need to give them the detail. That, that's the only reason. And that's, that's, why we, that's why we give those kind of comments some credence. Not because we necessarily believe them, but you take every one of those people they equate to thousands of other people that will go to Florida because they know Florida is open. Will go uh, to Orange County because they know Orange County doesn't have the, any restrictions and they just want to go out. So we need to get we need to get these people on board, right? In, in, in a mind state of yo, you got to do either this or this, but you cannot do none of it right. and still complain so, about so- things not opening up. So, yeah. So, let, so, so, let, so address, the, Dan, what about the rushed thing? The re- oh, man. Okay. So a couple of things. First of all, we aren't, medicine is not political. I know a lot of people <laughs> say that. It is a global community. Yes. It encompasses people from around the world, many different languages, cultures, and political backdrop and ideological backgrounds. It doesn't matter when it comes to science. Like science is apolitical. And when I give talks and when I try to educate folks, there is nothing political about it. It doesn't matter. Like my political beliefs don't change 
evidence-based medicine. There, is, there isn't a political shift to randomized control trials. It isn't there. And we, uh, in, in the educational community, are not fighting bad people. We're fighting people with misinformation and bad ideas. Right. And there's a big difference between that because trying to change someone that you demonize or someone that is a bad person, you don't feel compelled. You don't feel compassion to take the time to try to help. You have to remember, you're never, never, never fighting bad people. You're fighting people that have been misled. Yeah. Now, I, w- I want to just read you, although they're, they're not questions, but I, she's, she's great and I love <laughs> So I want to read for those people who aren't on, on, the, uh, on the, the feed here. What, uh, what Yvette says, she said, people are comparing the risk of the vaccine to nothing, as in a world with no COVID. They should be comparing it to the risks associated with getting COVID. At yes. the Johnson & Johnson trial, they observed uh, uh, us. She was in the trial, I believe, I, if I believe, if, if that's the one. I'm pretty sure that was part of the trial, if I remember correctly. Um, and that's what she's saying. Is she said they observed us for a uh, half an hour after getting the shot, and we were under daily monitoring for the duration of the study. Right. Right. The only way to get COVID from the vaccine is if someone in the doctor's office spits COVID directly into your mouth uh keep in mind she also has a porn cast so that's the spitting in the mouth thing um and she goes while they're injecting you with the vaccine which is very unlikely it it is very unlikely again unless you go to uh that special doctor that you have to pay extra so hilarious i want i want to give you guys a strong argument for why every single person should get this vaccine so even if you are young you're healthy and you're in that demographic that by probability chance happens to do better with coronavirus, which is by the way, not a guarantee. Many people that are young and healthy get hospitalized with this disease. Many people are what they call long haulers. So after their initial coronavirus or COVID-19 symptoms, they may have prolonged fatigue Um, They may have end organ damage. I personally have taken care of a young, previously healthy athletic individual who came into the hospital because they couldn't go up a flight of stairs. And I discovered in taking their history and getting their antibody test that they developed heart failure from COVID. So, uh, or coronavirus cardiomyopathy. So that individual essentially was had mild COVID symptoms, but then four weeks later, suddenly developed severe heart failure. It can, it can happen to anyone. And a lot of it is due to our genetic makeup. So you are rolling the dice, first of all, for getting the vaccine in your own self-interest. So it is in your own self-interest. But I also want to make the case that even if you are totally healthy. And you say, well, the odds are in my favor. I'm going to be fine. If I get COVID, the people that individual interacts with, it can be a family member that is immunocompromised or elderly, but not just that, even if they stay away from those folks that are immunocompromised or elderly, and let's say they go to the grocery store and by some chance happen to infect somebody that takes care of someone that's immunocompromised or elderly. Where we see death in this disease in massive, massive numbers is in long-term acute care facilities, 
nursing homes and prisons mm-hmm. who is break and those places have been under lockdown since the beginning of this pandemic so how is the virus getting in it's getting in because mm-hmm. staff yep and the other thing to keep in mind is you don't always have symptoms when you get infected with this virus we still don't understand how many what percentage of people are asymptomatic COVID or asymptomatic coronavirus infection. The important thing is, even if you don't have symptoms, you can still spread this virus to other people. By not getting the vaccine and saying, well, if I get COVID, I'll just deal with it. You are essentially disrespecting every single person that has been in lockdown since March. You are saying your life doesn't matter to me. Exactly. Exactly. Now, let me ask you something. And, and, and then I don't. I, I I hope you can answer it. If not, I just I at least have to figure out if, if it's worth asking. So let's say let's go back to March, when when everything kind of popped off, February March. Let's say, I'm and I'm asking this in reference to Australia being kind of pretty much back to normal. People going to theme parks and all that stuff. And there, there's New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, New Zealand. So, yeah. so they're an island. So. And a lot of people try to say, well, that's the only reason. Then, you know, people who try to disclaim following protocols, they're like, well, the only reason they did that is because it's an island. So let me ask you this. Let's say America would have followed all of the mandates put forth strictly, meaning I'm talking about everybody masked up, everybody social distanced, nobody broke protocols, nobody did anything that wasn't recommended by the doctors and the experts. And they did that for the exact amount of time that they said we should do it. In your professional opinion, do you Which think? Means, people, yeah. Say it again. Uh, professional opinion is like an extremely dangerous statement. By the way, well, the most I mean, dangerous I'll, statement in medicine is, <laughs> in my opinion, okay, okay, or in my experience. So, do you think? But do you think that we would have been better now, or do you think? Because some people think, oh well, it wouldn't have mattered. Do you think if we would have followed those those guidelines to the T? Everybody, I'm talking about everyone following the same information, not just pockets. Do you think we'd be in a better situation now or do you think it wouldn't have mattered? There are several things we were going up against at that time. For example, PPE shortage. So the idea that everyone could universally mask at that time, at the very beginning, was not possible. The other thing it needs to be stated is the data for cloth masks is more or less non-existent. So masks like this, surgical masks that I have here, were in shortage. People couldn't get these. The general public would have great difficulty in getting these because we as medical providers had difficulty in getting these. There wasn't a lot of opportunity for folks to get masks. And now I talk about this in my guide. There is much more data for disposable surgical masks than there is for cloth masks. And part of the reason for that is in how disposable surgical masks are constructed. So there are three layer construction. The middle layer of these surgical masks is a extruded plastic that works to essentially block the holes like Swiss cheese so that there's not one straight path through the mask. Cloth masks don't have that advantage, which is why my guide, I still to this day and have since the beginning of my guide in March, 
recommended using disposable masks rather than cloth masks because there's just too many variables with cloth masks. And like your question is, there's there were just too many variables to say we would be in a better spot now if we had done things back then. I do agree with Dr. Fauci when he says, if we universally followed the recommendations, we wouldn't have to have widespread shutdowns. Right. But part of the problem is on us, on the medical community, that we didn't necessarily go out and make this simple for people to understand. Right. We, we gave people little bits of information and eventually you, you develop fatigue toward acquiring new information. Back when I started writing this before lockdowns, I started providing resources for the uh, National Suicide Hotline for different depression-related uh, resources for people because I knew this is where we were going. Once we got into isolation and every day inundated with death counts because with a 24-hour news cycle, if it bleeds, it leads. You're going to hear about bad things before you hear about good things. You will hear about all three cases of a severe allergic reaction in which no one died and they got treatment, but you won't hear about the millions of lives we will be saving by doing universal vaccination because there's no clickbaity story behind that. There There is not a way that that gets shared. Unfortunately, good information doesn't get shared, but true. I did. However, I'm going to disagree with that last statement just a little bit. When I started writing the guide, my background, like I said, is an infectious disease, but I'm also a sketch comic. And I said, we will be losing this war against misinformation. We will be losing this war against people who promote mega doses of vitamin C and goji berries and vitamin D and, uh, you know, we can, we can cure COVID with an organic diet because those folks have influence, (laughs) all right? They have a lot of influence. They have people who follow them, but that doesn't mean we need to give up or that we need to shrug our shoulders or that we need to give up on those people that they're following. Because I believe every single person, even if you can't get through to them with the correct evidence-based information, that person has someone they will listen to. And all you need to do is get to that person. Absolutely. You need to get to that person that they will listen to. You don't necessarily have to change that family member who says, I'm never going to get the vaccine. Nothing you can say can fix it. But if you change the mind of a person they listen to, but, and you can change them. And that's one of the reasons that we, I don't want to go political, but, but because Tad brought it up earlier, that's one of the really, the, the amazing things about January 20th not coming fast enough is that one of the people that every, that, that lots, tens of millions of people listen to is the president because they think he's an authority and he's not. And he tweet, and once, oh. once that guy is out of where we don't, he'll still be on Twitter, he'll still be a force, but we won't have sure. to cover him every day. Once that guy isn't out there spreading misinformation and inflammatory nonsense, that's going to help a lot. A really I quick disagree. Strong mask. Was I that? strongly disagree with you. No, I, I, think, I think he will, I think it will help a lot because there's gonna, there's, we still have QAnon, we still have that sort of stuff, but there are millions of people who, get their information directly from Trump. I've talked to hundreds of them who are like, who tell me, well, that's what the president said. Uh, I think when, the, when he's no longer the president and he's not on every channel every day 
every minute dominating the the uh, the the media. I think we won't have to deal with 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 going. Okay, everybody, hydrochloroquine. Jesus Christ! No, we're not like. But really quick, since we're on masks, I don't want to lose this. If um, I want to know what your thoughts are on the cloth masks with a PM two point five filter. PM two point five filter. I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, she's referring to the, the micron filters on it. So th this can't be stated enough as well. Uh, CDC does not recommend wearing any cloth mask that has a valve on. So that is a very popular thing you'll see on people is that they'll, they'll be wearing a cloth mask that has essentially a valve, which is a, to allow for better airflow. But that's essentially a, a, a hole that you have in your mask. <laughs> Do not wear masks with valves. Uh, to a vet... You don't, I, I don't understand why not just get disposable face masks and then when they become wet or soiled, discard them. They're cheap and they're readily available. They're technology that's been studied. And, you know, regarding a specific type of cloth face mask, I, I'm not going to be able to have good data and I don't want to give you an opinion based on yeah. a lack of data. I want to give you actionable advice based on strong data. And, um, and I want to go ahead, Ty. Um, that uh, the, the, the surgical mask you have, right? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And then um, kind of going off my long spiel at the end about how we can convince the people, the people we can't get to, convince the people they listen to. At the very beginning of this pandemic, when I started writing the guide, I started creating PSAs, uh, public service announcements that are comedy sketches. And this is where I came on this. And this is why I need the comedians that are listening to this. If you go onto my website, which is drdansguide.com, D-R-D-A-N-S-G-U-I-D-E. In the comments, by the way, I put it in the comments. In, uh, dot com. Go yes. ahead. I'm going to pull I, this up as you're talking so people can see the actual, what it looks like there. Perfect. Now, if you can click on cosplays. Yeah, hold on. Let me comedy PSAs. Bob. Bob, here we go. No, nope, no, nope. scroll up, scroll up, scroll. Up. That's oh, down. There you go. There we go. Cosplays, Cosplays comedy PSAs. Cool. Yes. There you go. And then you go. see right. introduction. Excellent. Nope. The what? site does work. I promise. <laughs> it's All an right. operator problem. Click that introduction. <laughs> there you go. Hey. All right, so early on in this pandemic, I was reaching people in my social circle on Facebook, and it was getting shared. Great. I knew I needed to reach the people that didn't believe in me. Right. Because they're worth saving. There's still good people that have bad ideas. And that, that's why I don't like the talk about, oh, this is all going to end with Trump. Trump, is, Trump represents a system of beliefs. It's not going, and they existed before. Which, by the way, that's not what I was saying. Just, going just to, to clarify, end. I don't think yeah. anything is going to end with Trump. That's not what I was saying, by the way. But just Yeah, and I don't necessarily think things are going to get better just because he's not in office. I mean, it's, yes, there will be a lot less anxiety about nuclear <laughs> attacks. But from my standpoint, I don't have to worry about him saying like, oh, uh, you know, Dennis Rodman sent me a bad tweet, so I'm going to new King Jong-il because they're best buddies. You know, I, I don't have to worry about that. Cool. But regardless, we can't put people into this unsavable 
demon category because once we do, we stop caring about them. And we need need to have humanity. And this is where I need, so go back to the cosplays there that you just had up. This is for the comedians out there. Early on in the pandemic, I created a bunch of PSA sketches that were designed to be funny, viral, shareable, and could be made by anyone. Initially, I tried to make these with Atlanta's film and theater community. I had involvement. And then we went under lockdown and we were under lockdown for a long time. People got nervous about making them. So over time, I got, honestly, I got depressed about the fact that I put a lot of effort into making these comedy sketches and they never got made. In August, I made them all open source. Cosplay stands for Coronavirus Open Source Play Project. So what's on here are 10 sketches about different aspects of the coronavirus pandemic, including things like, herd immunity and the idea that I don't need to wear a mask because I have my freedom and my liberties. And there's a lot of stuff that is relative. We can reach people because these sketches are one really, really dark. Uh, So they're dark, they're dark comedy. There's blood, there's death. Um, And two, we can become more popular than the voices that are spouting out misinformation, that are spouting out the idea that you can have a smoothie to cure COVID. We can overwhelm them. And the way we do that is we make content that's funny, that's shareable, and it leads people to good information. Because right now, people have been in lockdown. They've been dealing with the death counts every day. They're depressed. They're, and when you're depressed... This is something in my field. When I have to deliver bad news to patients, if patients are depressed, you don't get new information into them. You don't. It, there's, it is well studied that we become less responsive to information when we are stressed out or we feel depressed. The idea of the hospital's project is I want comedians out there. Take these sketches. They are open source. Feel free to use them. My only conditions in using them is that at the end, you link to my site or include that in your description. And any, uh, if you make money from it, cover your costs, great. Please, I ask that you donate part of it back to a part of, uh, a part of your community that may be hurting because of the pandemic. And I give you ideas like a food bank or your local, your local community theater. Um, a lot of those places have been hurting. So if you make money off of the sketches, I ask that you donate a portion of it back to your community. But otherwise, nice. they're free for you to use. I want to be involved with you making them. Um, there are a lot more than the 10 that I put up there. And if you're looking through them, I posted them in order in which I wrote them. So the first couple of ones, you may say, well, this isn't really relevant anymore. Because the first ones address things like how to properly wash your hands, which people still don't do. Uh, it addressed things like shortages of alcohol, hand sanitizer, and toilet paper. Uh, with the coronavirus supermarket sweep. And those were like the nicer ones. But then as uh, this continued to go on, they got dark. So it starts with the coronavirus room escape. And then from there, it just gets darker. And my goal in the end is to get as many people, if you're involved in a sketch comedy group, I would love to get SNL, Upright Citizens Brigade, or even independent folks that have a lot of followers to make these videos. Cool. My goal is to eventually get John Oliver and Ryan Reynolds, who is my body double, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, body double. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see uh, it. Involved I see in it, this. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, that, that, that is my stretch goal is get John Oliver, who is, who is my spirit animal. Uh, uh, he, where's, he, where's he is the non-doctor version of me um, involved in this. And we can overwhelm the message of pseudoscience. We can, we can get good information to people. We can convince the person that the unreachable person listens to. And the way we do it is we become more popular than them. We okay. give them hope. We give them laughs. So, so t- a couple of things here. Um, I, I agree that, that we should still try to reach these people uh, because it's still all of humanity. We still are going to have to coexist with these people. We still go to the grocery stores and movie theaters and all this stuff. And they're in our audiences as, as comedians. But I'm going to tell you a couple of things why I understand why you're saying what you're saying. I totally get it. But to Ian's point and to what we've seen for the last four years, there's a huge difference between telling somebody something for their own good and saying, hey, man, take the time, go listen to it. Or I'm going to tell that person that, you know, and they're going to tell you the same thing. I know people who have who don't speak to their friends. They don't speak to co-workers. They, they lost a mom, dad, not to COVID, but to information. Their oh, yeah. mom or their, their parents won't speak to them. Their brothers and sisters won't speak to them. And when like I've had I've had personal interactions with people where I've said, hey, man, look, all I'm going to do is just set this here for you. Take the time and no name calling, no nothing. And every single time I get somebody coming back with, yeah, whatever. This is what they want you to believe. So, again, I understand where you're coming from. I've done it at shows when, when we still could have shows. I've been on stage. And I remember one time I specifically gave this whole spiel about loving each other and, and coming together in and, and unity yeah. and all of this. And the second I started in, four or five people got up and walked out like, oh, no, not here for this. I'm just here okay. for the jokes. So I, I think part of the issue is a lot of people have been so bombarded with the it's us against them thing. Your theory is possible. It is, Dan. It is totally possible. But it is not something that is cut and dry nowadays because you got no. people right now that, again, I told you, there, there was a time where this dude was, he got the briefing knowing that it was dangerous, knowing it was dangerous, went in front of people, told them to ignore everything, don't wear masks, still held rallies, went around, told everybody, as a matter of fact, if you do wear a mask, you're a leftist, you're a socialist, all of this stuff. So people have been bombarded with this. You have people in the streets right now marching without masks that, that, are, that are railing against this. So I think it's just going to be a harder sell sometimes. And this is what, what, to Ian's point, is that this dude has had a bully pulpit for four years. That, that's not going to go away overnight. It's just sure. going to take... Is going to take consistent information, so, and, and and I think once we get back to consistent information on every level, whether it be doctors, whether it it's, be it's going to help a little bit. That. It's not, yeah, it's not going to go away. Pseudoscience, conspiracy theories, religiosity, all right. this sort of stuff that causes these problems are a huge problem in society in general. That's not going to go away without major work on you know on the educational yeah. level. For so sure. I don't think the answer is roll your eyes and shrug. I think the answer no. is you fight. You fight for what you believe in and you fight, you fight for humanity. And remember what I said, the people at the fringes, at the extreme ends are going to be the ones who get the most attention. They are, they're going to be the ones who no one wants to cover. No one wants to cover 
300 million people in the United States want to get the vaccine. That's not a story, okay? Right. If, if 70% of people in the United States want to get the vaccine when it's available, that's not really a story, right? You want to cover the people who say that there's microchips in it. Right. You want to cover that. And a lot, a lot of misinformation comes from a lack of, of good, understandable information. Right. And it's, it's, it's our duty to help make it easy to understand. And, and don't just say, I'm going to leave it for you here. Like, I'm going to fill your dog bowl and have you read it when you got time. Sometimes it's a good idea right. to sit down with people and, and, and essentially metaphorically hold their hand and say, let's talk about this together. Let's have a conversation. Let me hear your viewpoint. I want to hear your viewpoint. And, and let me, let me, tight, tight. One, one second, one second. I know, I know. In my, in my work, one thing I have to deal with a lot is smoking cessation. So when I have patients that smoke, it is my duty to tell them not to smoke, but I don't tell them don't smoke. They know that smoking is harmful. What I do is you do something called a uh, behavior change modification assessment. You say, you, instead of saying, hey, you shouldn't be smoking, don't you know that's harmful? Or you have immediately cut that person out uh, from them listening to you. What you ask instead is, you, you ask about smoking, if they're smoking, and they say, do you feel like you're ready to quit now? Or do you feel like you're ready to quit soon? If someone says, hell no, I like my one pack a day, never going to quit. This is what gets me through my life. You move on. Or you say, I'm going to ask you about that on your next appointment too. To say, you know, are you still smoking? And do you feel like you're ready to quit now or soon? And when you do it in that way, you're so much more approachable. And then they know that if they do change their mind or if and they want to quit, that they can come to you, that you're a trusted source, that you did not cut them out, that you did not think of them as a lesser person because they're smoking. That is the, is so important. And that is why I got into my field. LGBTQ healthcare is so important because so many physicians, like you talked about with African-Americans, they did it wrong. If, when someone says, I have sex with multiple people and I don't use condoms, the wrong answer is to say, don't you know you're spreading disease? Don't you know what you do is dangerous? That is, you have immediately cut that person off. You have immediately said, I no longer feel accountable for your life because I consider what you do to be dangerous. The better way to approach it is to ask open-ended questions and then work with people. Find where you have common ground. This isn't just in medicine. Find that common ground. That person that spouts off crazy, insane bullshit conspiracy theories, guess what? They may be a New York Yankees fan like you, and I'm sorry if they are. So, <laughs> wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Hey, you, you like the Patriots too? Uh, wait, wait. Do you, do you like the Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> So I, want, I want to ask you. I want to ask you this real quick. I want to get. I want to go to one comment because we always got to give Lamont, uh, Lamont oh, Ferguson a, a, a comment here really quick. But then I want to. I want to put you on the spot for something really quick, Dan. Hold up. So Lamont says, I think a major takeaway from this is that I'm not cut out to be a doctor because the Hippocratic oath is a monster. Hashtag <laughs> hip, 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 So we don't take the Hippocratic oath. That is. <laughs> No, no, he's, he's, a he's, he's he's joking. But here, so All let right, me ask cool. you this. 
So, so I, and also, and yeah. also, I love, I love. Hey, Tam over here goes. I have a cigarette in my mouth while listening to this. Hot. <laughs> now so is she also wearing leather and a corset, and maybe, maybe has her back on a um, on an executive right now. So, so let me ask you this. So, yes, so I do. You right now, you right now, to put you on the spot, and you yeah. right now have the attention. Pretend that our show is globally watched. Pretend like a lot of people watch the show. You right now have a chance to address everyone on the planet. Yes. The believers and the non-believers. Yes. What do you say to them right now to get them on board where they should be? What do you say to them right now? Yeah, this is a new, this week, this is a new day. This is a turning point. We have vaccine now being released. The, it has been a slog for nine months. I have been there. I have been taking care of those patients. I have seen the death. I was there from the very beginning of the cases in my community. And it has been incredibly hard for people in the healthcare industry. It's been incredibly hard for everybody. And it's hard to break free. It's hard to break free from that despair. It's hard to break free from saying, there's so much death around me. People around me are spouting out lies and pseudoscience and untruths, and they're unchangeable. It's so easy to get sucked into that, but it doesn't have to be that way. The vaccine is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not the end of the pandemic. We're still going to have to socially distance. We're still going to have to wear masks. And I would refer people to say, take the time in bed, in your bathtub, read my guide, check out the link to the video um, that Ian's going to post where I talk about the vaccine safety because I go into it in great detail, talking and dispelling a lot of the myths around it. And for all the comedians that are watching this, more than anyone, I need your help. I need your help bad, okay? Please check out the cosplay section, talk with your friends, make these into videos. I even have a YouTube channel set up called COVID-19 Comedy. If you make it, you can post it there. Again, I don't make any money off of this. This is a crisis I will likely, well, actually, we'll probably experience again in my lifetime. So, but yes, we, we need to have hope. And it's more that this is not blind hope. This is not blind faith at this point. We have things that can help us. These things have been studied. The vaccine has been studied. It was not rushed. It is safe. I myself got the vaccine today because I read the data. I studied the phase three studies for the AstraZeneca vaccine, the, the Pfizer vaccine, the Moderna vaccine. And in reviewing the data and reviewing the statistics, they were done well. They were done incredibly well. What you don't hear right now are folks in the infectious disease community saying, yeah, the statistics were bad. They didn't have enough people. The studies were empowered. You don't hear that, no do you? you? And you don't, this is the other thing. And I really need to stress this. Just because a person is a doctor, because they have an MD behind their name, does not make them correct. There are many doctors who spout out Lots of bullshit. My cosplay, uh, one of my cosplays actually addresses it in the uh, Herd Immunity Mints. There is a fictional doctor. His name is uh, Dr. Osgood. 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 And Dr. Osgood is an actual MD, 
but also promotes bullshit because he makes money off of bullshit. Don't listen to single MDs. Look at consensus positions from organizations like NIH, from organizations like CDC. My site actually has a section called Interpreting Coronavirus News. That will be enormously helpful for you in the future when something comes across your feed and you're like, what do I do with this? And, and we've only got a couple of minutes, but I want to, there's a couple of things I wanted to say that I can, I'm just going to put out there for those people who are paying attention, but also really quick to piggyback off what you said. Also, we talk about this a lot, not just in, in this field, but in, in politics and other things, just because somebody is tied to something where money doesn't necessarily mean they're corrupt. doesn't mean they aren't corrupt, but it doesn't mean they're corrupt. Just because a company makes money on something doesn't mean that they're that there's no regulations and they're going to cut cut costs and it doesn't mean they won't but it doesn't mean they no. so just because Pfizer is a company that makes money doesn't mean that they've got all these can that that, that they went around and and, and that they that people's backs and they bought people off and it's all fake and it's just to make money just yeah. because they they have because the CDC and the FDA uh, have. have have, have ties to the medical community doesn't mean they're paid off. The FDA isn't making money. They don't own Pfizer or AstraZeneca or Johnson and Johnson. Or CDC has no money making capacity in the vaccine. So, and even if there was money, it doesn't mean necessarily that that's the reason they're giving you a vaccine. We need to stop with this nonsense. And, and the other thing is every time I hear someone talk about follow the money, like you said, a lot of times, yeah, the, the person who's telling you that has their own money stream that's coming from not whatever it is they're doing. So if I'm here saying, don't take the vaccine, look at all the money, well, what money am I making? So, so this idea that just follow the money, it's nonsense. Everybody in the world is making money somewhere. Everyone who's telling you something is making money somewhere. Follow the money is bullshit. It's a good starting point, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that is the cause or the drive, it's not a cause and effect relationship. This one's making money, therefore they're corrupt. So let's yeah. stop that. The other thing I wanted to get to, a couple of things is this. For the, I hear this all the time and, I, and we need to stop. Masks do not cause more spread. No. I saw someone post a statistic the other day that said, did you know that whatever it was, 80% of people who got COVID were wearing, wore a mask? Well, you know what? 90% of the country is, it, is wearing masks for the most part. So first off, masks don't stop it 100%. We're not looking at their other behaviors. We're not looking at where they're wearing a mask, where they're wearing a mask properly, what kind right. of mask they're wearing. Um, we don't know who they're having to their house and when they're not wearing a mask. So there's so many. So just the fact that they, they polled people and said, did you wear a mask? Yeah, I have a mask. Oh, I got COVID. That has, that, that's, not, that's not even a correlator. It's, it's not even right. a good correlation. There's, there's, there's they, not correlation. And people can wear the mask incorrectly. They can wear it over, you know, under their nose. They can wear it under their ear. They can wear it around their neck. The other thing is there are many circumstances where people say, well, I'm out in public. I wear a mask. Then they get in their car with their family, one of which is infected. You're now in prolonged close contact with an infected person. Right. Or they go to a restaurant where they have to take off their masks to eat. And then they're around friends that they may have not seen in a while. And one of them is infected because- Right, because that thing person is, wasn't you working. Can, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can spread the virus without having symptoms, with asymptomatic transmission or pre-symptomatic transmission, meaning before you get symptoms, right. you can still be infectious with this virus. And so, then also you know, this idea that, which to piggyback on that, I hear people say, 
you know, wearing a mask is worse because, you know, people don't do it properly. They don't wash their hands. So they take the mask on and off and they're touching their face. And I'm like, even if that is true on some level, that's not from the mask. That's no. from them not washing their hands, not doing it properly, fiddling, doing things like this. So even if that were the case, which it might be the case in some level, there might be people that are taking it on and off, not wearing it properly and, and saying, so see, it doesn't help because they're touching their face more and this and that. Well, that's, if that were the case, they would have gotten it from touching their face, not from wearing a fucking mask. So stop with this idea <laughs> that, that the mask is worse for you. It, it, yeah. it just is well, asinine. It, but this Go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. And, you know, and the important thing is making sure that you're wearing the mask correctly. You're wearing a, a, ma a mask like a, like a surgical face mask. As I say in my guide, the best type of mask is the one you wear consistently. Yep. Um, but I, I, I wanted to get to one really important thing with the vaccination and why I wanted to be first to get it. Because people were looking at me to see if I got the vaccine. Yes. People were saying, do the doctors, do the, the healthcare professionals, do the people first in line believe in this enough, have researched it enough in its safety to risk themselves to get this vaccine? Because if they have doubts, they will hesitate. And I, I unfortunately, and I've talked with many physicians about this that said, well, I'm going to watch and wait for this. It, in addition to the argument I gave before about potentially putting people you have never met you're putting their lives in danger. Mm -hmm. All these people are watching you. Even if you're not a physician, they're watching you as an individual to see if you get it because they look up to you. And they said, well, if Ty didn't get his vaccine, that must mean it's not safe. They're looking at you. People look up to you as a role model and you don't even know it. I have had so many people, I, I got this vaccine at one o'clock today. I've had so many people ask me, do you have any symptoms? What was it like? And I'm like, it felt like a flu shot and I am fine. <laughs> so I wanted, I wanted to be lead by example. We need to lead by example because our hesitancy, when it's our time to come, if we are hesitant on this, we're not just affecting our ability to get vaccinated. We're affecting everyone who's paying attention to us. By saying, if, I, if I'm silent on this, you're complicit, okay? It's yeah. the equivalence of silence is complicit, okay? So, so, if you don't get your vaccine, exactly. you're showing you're hesitant. You're showing I don't believe in it. You're showing bad faith toward it when there is nothing, there is nothing but positive data on this. All right. And so, Ty, you want to say thing? I got one. I'll do it afterward. I've got one thing I want to say before we close, and then we can we'll re redo all the links and and where yes. we can find everybody. Yes, have you me want? on your podcast if you're still Absolutely. there. Ty, what did you have want? me on your podcast. Yeah, vet, if you're listening, um, Ty, what did you want to say? Uh, no, that's, I, I'm glad that he had. That's why I wanted to give him that moment where he's okay. addressing the world and, so, and and have them understand that. And and I want people, the ones that are watching the show. Thank you, by the way, for everybody that tuned in. Tam, J E, Lamont, Yvette, Chad. Uh, who did I miss here? Somebody else, Corey. Uh, bunch of people on that thing. Yeah, and and we we had a, a bunch of people that even the people who came on Leon for a yeah. minute and just left. Apparently he made his. He didn't want to hear the. He didn't want to hear it. Um, but but I'm I'm I I wanted to do we wanted to do this so we could start. Uh, we, Ian and I made a, a promise once this dude was voted out that we were like we're gonna try to move forward from that that time. And these are the types of shows that we wanted to do where we Positivity. say okay, 
let's let's try to figure out forward thinking, progressive thinking. And so you've done that. You've you I, I can tell you right now, you've given out a ton of information. Uh, and, and I hope a lot of people took from it what they're supposed to take. Go to those links there. We're going to put them back on the on the on the page and they're in the in the comments. Yes. Uh, and so uh, I want to thank you personally, bro, uh, for coming on the show. Uh, really appreciate it. And everybody, by the way, go to his website, uh, Dr. Dan's Guide. Go there. Check out the sketches. I, I, I saw about how many we were up to 10. Wait, 10 to 7, 8? I have, I have more than 10 sketches. I just posted the first 10, and there will be more if they get made. And, and, but and I, I wanna, have more than 10. Cool, and cool, I want to cool. say this, too. Maybe with, I mean, it's a little tongue-in-cheek here, but a little bit toward the, the unity of the people that are on the, on the different political sides of this stuff. We all heard recently that, that, that you, Trump's people that have been pushing this herd immunity uh, without a va- Paul Alexander uh, uh, and Michael Caputo. And they, they literally were telling people in emails, telling each other that they want people to get, to get COVID. They want mm. people to get sick so that they, this came out in, a couple of days ago, uh, that, that Paul Va- Alexander said, emailed Michael Caputo that, no, they want people to get sick. We're trying to, to, to spread COVID so we can get herd immunity. Um, that's not how herd immunity works. That's right. not how herd immunity has ever worked. We have never developed herd immunity through spreading a disease. Herd immunity, or, or even the, play, the times that we've come close to it, the times that we have basically herd, basically herd immunity, has all been done through a vaccine. So anyone out there who's saying that they want herd immunity, all these people have been saying, well, what about Sweden? And what are Trump's right? Herd immunity. If you really want herd immunity, if that's really what you say you want, the only way to do that safely and effectively is through a vaccine. Uh, vaccines, yeah. we talked about earlier, 0.00002% of any sort of re- allergic reaction. We've had zero fatal reactions. Yes. Whereas fatal reactions from COVID is around 25 to 2.7%. Some places worse, but that's it's, the global it's, average. It's, it depend- yeah, and it depends on your risk factors. Exactly. And so, so the thing is, think about this. Herd immunity is around 70% or more of the population. We right now have about 16 million cases at, and we're having in this country alone with, we're getting around, we had 3,600 3, deaths, more than, more than 9-11, two days ago, 3,600 deaths. We're getting around 3,000 right. deaths a day, right. and 9-11 a day. We have 300,000 dead people. If we had herd immunity through getting COVID, yeah. 70% of our so- 341 million population is 200 and, 38.9 million to seven and, and at a 2.5% death rate of that, we're looking at 5,995,000 dead people. Ian, can I, re- can I read you my response to, in my guide, I asked this question, can we use herd immunity through getting COVID on a large scale to protect vulnerable populations? Can I read you my short answer? Please, which is please, three. And, then, and then, we'll, then, we'll, then we'll close it out with, with, with so, your final statement. Which is three. Three things. Uh, so the answer is absolutely not. So first reason, we still don't understand how long after infection we retain antibodies. And it varies greatly depending on age and health status. Not everyone forms a robust antibody response. Right. As I discussed earlier in the guide, universal vaccination, on the other hand, provides a much more safe and predictable collective or immune response than natural infection does. So it's predictable and it's without developing COVID. So the second thing is, like you mentioned, Ian, 
to get to herd immunity, countless numbers of people will die. Many of them will be the elderly and people with medical comorbidities. Not all of them will be. Some of them will be kids. Some of them will be healthy adults. That's right. And the third thing is, as I talked about earlier, even if you are fortunate enough or unfortunate uh, that you get COVID and you recover, there, there, we're still just beginning to understand the long-term complications from getting this disease. And it can have long-term effects like the, the case I mentioned, the, the kid who came in with heart failure. It can have, um, it can cause blood clots that give you a heart attack or a stroke. The inflammation that you get with this virus is on a person-to-person level and not something we can just predict. So you are rolling the dice if you allow natural infection. Not, it's not a flu. It's not something you can just get and get over. So that does happen with some people, but unfortunately, many people are not as lucky. And they either end up in the hospitals, on oxygen, on a ventilator, on ECMO, or they may even come over their illness and then... I have fatigue for weeks or months, or I lost the ability to smell or taste things. When I've had so many people that have come to me saying, I have not been able to smell or taste anything for weeks. When is this going to go away? And they're terrified. They're terrified that they won't get better. That is a horrible thing as a physician to have to talk to that person and say, I don't know. We still don't know. Right. You can avoid all of these things if we universally vaccinate as soon as possible and people continue to wear masks and socially distance and not do things like have large gatherings and, and open bars. If we all together put in the effort, the very minimal effort in this. Minimal. Exactly. Minimal yeah. effort, guys. Guys, guys, this is... Th yeah. This is the equivalent of getting a new bag of chips when you've been on the couch all day watching Netflix, okay? <laughs> this is the minimalist of effort here to get vaccinated, wear a mask, continue to social distance, and avoid large gatherings, okay? So, you, you don't, your life doesn't end when you do these things. You can still, uh, you can still have a life. Tam says, Tam says uh, I want to thank Dr. Dan for the information. Uh, I probably won't stop smoking, but I will get a va get the vaccine. So, <laughs> Tam, yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. It's so, all good, and I'm here for you when you're ready to change your mind. All right. So, so we, we I posted I posted the um, the the video on our main page as well. Go check out that. It's 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 a talk with all the information. Go to Dr. Dan. Uh, Dr. Dan's guide. Dr. Dan's guide and any comics out there, anyone who wants to put together the sketches. Um, all the information's on there. I think it's a great idea. I would and, and if you have anything else COVID related, you have stand up comedy, you have stuff out there that's informative and, and good that's, that's, that's has to do with entertainment. Uh, let us know, let, let Dan know. So maybe we can share it on our pages as well, because I'm all yeah. about that stuff. So is there, is there a place you want them to follow you on any social media or anything like that? Yeah. I'm, um, I barely use Twitter, but I'm pus doctor on Twitter. And um, you can look me, you can follow me on Facebook, Daniel Ketterer. That's my sort of professional account. Um, one, thing, one thing about comedy for all the comedians out there, comedy, at least for me, has always been a way to help people kind of understand a internal truth, a truth maybe you only realize. And that is what I try to do in the Cosplays Project. And that, that's, I think we have a role, folks who are in 
comedy and or professional comics or folks that do sketch, we have a role right now. We have a huge role in shaping influence and in, in influencing the public's opinion and what they do in this pandemic, not just their thoughts, but what they actually do. We can end this early. We can end this. We can keep people from unnecessarily dying. We just have to get your ass off the couch and get that bag of chips. That's right. Read the cosplays project. I want to work with you and help and help you make this. Please, please, please. Please Thank help you so me. much, bro. Everybody, keep... please. I say what, Ian? No, go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. I was going to say thank you again to everybody that watched the show. Thank you to everybody that commented on the show. Uh, and please go to Dr. Dan's guide to get more information. Put your sketches up there. Uh, and again, just share and spread the humor to kind of get this world back on track and uh, go get your vaccination. If you still don't believe in it after all of this, at least go educate yourself. See how I did that, Dan? You see it? I like I did it. That? Ty, Ty, oh my God, did I actually change your mind on something? <laughs> all right, it, you can, guys. it can happen. It can happen. <laughs> this is it. This is the miracle. The just miracle. So you know, just so you know, uh, Dan, I said that, but in my head, I'm like, you fucking moron. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody here, we're, we are facebook.com slash critical and thinking. We're every Friday at noon. Next Friday is um is baby Jesus's imaginary birthday. So I'm not sure if we're going to be here. Um, it's the Christmas. It's Santa's birthday. Uh, I, I don't know that we're going to be doing it. The next week is, is New Year. We'll probably do a New Year. Um, so probably next week off. And they, otherwise, keep uh, keep tuned to the page. We'll, we'll let you know. But we'll find out news. One last question for Dan. Uh, and, 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 and a quick answer, if, if you can, because I know I'm sorry, Paul, but I just got to get this. You being a doc, you you being around doctors, doctors know what they do and all this stuff. How do you feel about the criticism uh, Jill Biden is getting about using doctor in her name? Oh, it's completely unfounded. Okay. Like, like okay. stupid, don't address it. Like, okay. seriously, we have yeah. we have bigger things to worry about right now. Got and it. Those bigger things are uh, talking to your friends and family and helping them develop a plan for when they are able to get the vaccine, how they're going to do it. Talk with them about it. Talk with them about vaccines. Have those uncomfortable top talks with them. Help change their mind if they feel uncomfortable. And remember, we're not always dealing with extremes. Most of the people are in the middle. Most of the people are on the fence, okay? We have the ability to put them on the right side, the side of evidence-based medicine, the side of science. We have that ability. Most people are in the middle. We can do it. Like, I can't stress that enough. I've done it. You can do it. Everyone can do it. Buy my juice master. 1995 <laughs> COD. 795 shipping. All right, you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the show. And you know where to find us. Uh, ComedianTyBarnett.com, which has links to all the other social media platforms. You can find Ian at... Uh, just find me, uh, e- e- uh, Comedian Ian Harris, or, or no, IanHarrisComedian.com, actually. and um, Or SkepticComedian.com. And you know, and you can always find me on on Facebook when I'm not on a 30 day oh, band like I am now. I forgot when you asked about social media. I also have uh, a YouTube channel where oh, I yes, it is it is the relaxing sounds of infection. That's all one <laughs> word. And what it is is it initially started as a comedy sketch in which I gave people really horrific news in a relaxing ASMR format, <laughs> and then I discovered that actually it was really relaxing and good. So please check out the relaxing sounds of infection. There is one video in particular I want to highlight, and it is about the flu vaccine in which I go through and have a ASMR role play 
where I am speaking to an imaginary patient that does not want to get the flu vaccine and doesn't want to get it because I heard X, Y, Z. I go through every single reason that I have heard from my actual patients about why they don't get a flu vaccine. And I just calmly address every single one of them using evidence. Love this it. is, and this is how I get people who are terrified of vaccines and have never gotten one to actually get them. It is not by, by, by going from authority, like you said in the beginning, we have an actual doctor. It's not from, by going from this higher position of authority, it's by going on their level and going and helping them understand. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Relaxing signs of weekend. infection. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Critical thinking with Ty Barnett and Ian Harris. I don't know why I, I was going to say your name and then my name and whatever, but we know who he is. You know who I am. Thank you, yeah, Dr. Dan. We'll see you all. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you in at least in, in two weeks, two and two. That's right. Thanks, <laughs> you guys. Y'all be cool. Peace. Word. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Love you all.